men is somewhat mobile. When we drop data, it's not anecdotal. Talking to ladies, mobile trends with highlighting the surges and descends, yeah. This is an original series from Aptopia. The intelligence provider here to help focus you. I'm growing your mobile app and putting you on the map. So when people pull out their phone, it's the first thing they want to tell. So crack yourself a bit and give a listen here because the best podcast in mobile just landed in your ear. All right, welcome into Somewhat Mobile, an original series from Aptopia where we talk shop with the best in the game, some of the brightest people in marketing, product, and more in order to add transparency to the mobile app ecosystem. I'm Adam Blacker, joined by my co-host Madeline Lenahan, and together we're responsible for all the content and data made publicly available from Aptopia. With us today is Harold Teo, producer of Greena's hit battle royale game, Free Fire. Free Fire launched in 2017 and has been one of the most downloaded games in the world since then. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Harold, and your background, and how did you end up at Greena working on Free Fire? Hey, guys. My official title is uh, producer for Free Fire. And at Greena, I lead the global game operations team for Free Fire. The team serves as a conduit between the local teams in various parts of the world, from India to Latin America to Southeast Asia, and our game development, game development team around the different offices around in the world as well. So game operations is really wide, and it has anything to, that has to do with the running of the game on a day-to-day -day basis will be included within the scope. So things like your day-to-day -day customer service, community management, online, online and offline marketing. So I'm thinking these big campaigns like the Cristiano Ronaldo one we just did last year, and all the way to the more technical stuff like anti-hack and the like. So personally, I graduated from the Nanyang Technological University in Singapore with a finance and accounting degree. And however, I decided to pursue a career in gaming because that's where my passion lies. And I joined Garena right after I graduated from school and I've never looked back since. Wow. Uh, that's awesome. And and to be working with stars like Cristiano Ronaldo, he, I mean, he, he's so known on a, on a global scale. That's really cool. Um, all right. We're going to we're going to kind of like talk a little bit about Free Fire and the space you guys are in. Um, Battle Royale games in March 2018, Fortnite launched on mobile um, and it. You know, from from my perspective, it really gave life to the, the Battle Royale genre, um, you know, but today we're, we're three years later. Where do you see the, the genre today? Do you feel like it's uh, still as strong or, or what, what's kind of uh, changed or stayed the same? What, what's your take on it? So, so I think the, the example you gave is really interesting because I, I think to you, that's your experience of, of your experience with a, with a battle royale and with mobile, right? Uh, perhaps for, for a player or for a player in Indonesia, for example, his first mobile phone would be a, a pretty low end one and his first game might be Free Fire. So he might have been introduced to the game or to the genre of Battle Royale by, by Free Fire. So, so I, I guess that's where uh, our, our, that's one of our ingredients for global success, I guess, where we try to make everything really localized. So, so we, we really do research into what the players want and then we build that for them. And then, and then uh, looking to the future, I think uh, I feel that battle royale is still quite a nascent genre, where 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 I would say that every month or every year there are a lot of updates being rolled out by the by by, by many great game publishers, and and who knows what the the genre will evolve itself into. But I I think that there there will still be many different gameplay elements that will be added to the to the battle royale genre, uh, um, in the near future. 
Speaking of great publishers, Battle Royale competition is mainly from other really large ones like Epic Games and NetEase. So how do you make Free Fire stand out in such a competitive market? Yeah, so we really built our, our global success on on three three main things, I think. So the, the first thing I'll talk about is is how accessible the game is. I think Free Fire, it's, it's made available to the widest possible audience on the mobile. And we make the game specifically for mobile. So, so we make sure that the experience is catered to the mobile audience. For, for example, every, every, game, every round in Free Fire is really short because we feel that that is more suitable for the loose pockets of time that a mobile user has. And, and another example I would give is that the game is really lightweight. The first version of Free Fire was only 200 megabytes. And we make it a point to make our game as lightweight as possible so that as many people can play it as possible. And the second thing I want to talk about is how we localize the game. Similar to what I mentioned previously, I think we want, to, we want the, the, the Free Fire experience in Indonesia and the Free Fire experience in Brazil, for example, it's, it's slightly different. And we, we, we do our best to make sure that we know what the players want and, and do our best to deliver that hyper-localized experience according to their tastes and preferences. And the third thing is, of course, community. This is the heart of Free Fire, and we have one of the most, the, the largest, if not one of the most engaged communities of any game globally. So um, that's great. That, that, that feeds right into the next question. Like, you have such an active uh, you know, and diverse user base across the world. Um, and, and that was an interesting point that you're like, well, you, you started hearing about Battle Royale because of Fortnite, but like people on the other side of the globe, they actually might have been introduced to it from Free Fire. That's, that's a great point right there. Um, and so how do, you, how do you manage that? Like how do you have, uh, I don't know, do you have like dedicated like local teams or how, how do you an manage and cater to such a uh, diverse user base? Yeah, so, so, so the, the quick answer is that yes, we have dedicated local teams. That, that do the research, that talk to the players, and so that we can build everything with the player experience in mind. Uh, so, so I think the short answer to your question is that is that uh, we cater to the, our, our diverse audience because we, uh, I guess, we value a lot of uh, our talent. So I'm supported by very capable teammates across the world. And of, of course, everyone like myself, uh, we are all gamers. And so, so the interest and passion are there and it makes for a smoother running of the game. Um, the other thing that we could highlight is probably how we rely on each other to offer feedback and perspectives mm. as to what might work in a particular market, but what might not work, but what the same thing might not work in another market. So these discussions are really important for us and, and they are mostly informal and it helps us weigh the benefits and cons of every decision that we make. I, I think uh, what comes to mind is, is probably uh, the example of, of Halloween versus Day of the Dead in Mexico. I think I think if you think about it, by nature, these two events are pretty similar. Uh, but if you if you dive deeply into the nuances in each market, I think uh, Halloween is, is a little bit more widely celebrated in many markets across the world, while Day of the Dead is really huge in, in Mexico. And Halloween is a little, little bit on, more on the mischief side, while Day of the Dead is... It unfolds over two days and it's really an explosion of color and life and and so if you go into yeah. the details things are quite different awesome um and so we we said at the top that free fire uh 
you've obviously done a great job of <laughs> with it. It's you know one of the most downloaded games uh, just over the over the past few years. Uh, we also our data uh, estimates that it's also one of the you know top revenue generators. What is the biz biggest signal that a user um, is likely to be engaged and willing to keep coming back to the game? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, that'll be the question. Yeah, great, great question. I think uh, we rely a lot on data and we there are several different ways that we assess how well our players are sticking to the game, how well they like the game, and of course the various updates that we release. Um, I think one sign that I can share with you today is his rank in Free Fire. So, so as with most other games, we have a rank mode in Free Fire and the we have seven ranks, so from bronze to grandmaster, and the rank gives us a sense of how how much time they've committed into the game and how how adept and skillful they are, and it also gives people players, of course, a, a sense of pride and accomplishment relative to to other players and other players in the community, and, and that's a good sign that 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 if, if for example if you are a grandmaster player, you are, you have likely spent a lot a, a lot of time on the game researching the strategies, getting to know the little details that give you an edge in the game. And and by that logic, I think that uh, it's a good signal that people would be uh, engaged and willing to come back. So rank, for instance, keeps people engaged. What else are you focusing on to, you know, stay exciting, to stay relevant, uh, especially me for a new generation of gamers that haven't yet downloaded the game? Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, I think one thing that I can share today is is that how we really do focus groups, surveys on not just Free Fire players, but also non-Free Fire players, uh, potential users that, that we talk to them, hey, uh, about their interest in the Battle Royale genre, their interest in our game, what else can we do for them that, that they, they would make them more interested or more engaged in our game. And I think... That's really how some of the collaborations that we have done actually uh, uh, started. So, uh, for example, I think back to our Cristiano Ronaldo example. He's one of the top sporting stars among our players. And sports is something that a lot of our players are interested in, and soccer in particular. So that, that started out as an idea for us to explore. And I'm glad that we managed to bring Ronaldo into the game in the form of his character, Chrono. And we even built the whole in-game universe around him. And it doesn't stop there, right? After we find out what they like and we build it for them, and then we will definitely go back and complete the circle and say, hey, do you like that? What else can I do? Can I do even more for you? And and this really builds a very virtuous cycle for them. And that's how we can continue to churn out things that players want to see and keep them continuously engaged. Amazing. That's... Uh... It feel, I got to be honest, it feels like a lot of work, um, just like the, the level of, which is amazing, uh, and it's paid off, but like the level of commitment uh, and the relationship it, it appears you have with your, your players and your users, that's awesome, because I don't know that, uh, I don't know that everyone gets that, you know, especially actually with the, with the big uh, publishers like, like you guys, so, um, and, and speaking of that, we're going to take a little bit of a, of a right turn or a left turn. Just a just a turn, I guess. Uh, so I know Garena publishes several IPs like Arena of Valor, uh, Call of Duty, but Free Fire is Garena's first self-developed title. Uh, do you? And I know it's okay if you can't share it because we we've asked questions people can't share before. But 
Do you know if there are any plans to create another self-developed title uh, in the future or or is it like Free Fire is is what we're going in on because it's been successful for us and we think we can continue to grow it? Yeah, uh, interesting question again. I think that uh, what I probably can tell you today is, is that my, my focus is completely on Free Fire. So, so as you can tell, there's a lot of work to be done for the game. And that's where I spend all my time and energy on. And just for Free Fire, what I can share with you is that I am personally excited about what's to come. I, I mean, because I work on it, I, 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 I know the pipeline, right? So, so mm. I don't want to spoil the surprise for you, but I can tell you that there's tons of attractive content coming up thanks to our, our, our cycle of understanding the users and, and keeping them engaged. So uh, for Free Fire, definitely tons of exciting content. And for, for on the Garena side of things, I think Ben can pick that up for you after the call. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can get out of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no matter what, we are excited for whatever is to come. I think Free Fire's focus on accessibility and focus on the user uh, is huge. So we, we know it'll be good. Adam, you leaned in for a second. I, th I thought you were going to add something more to that. But if you no, don't... No, no, no. You, you, you cut out on my, uh, on my side for a second, but it's fine. Okay. All right. Well, do you have any mobile related questions before we get to know Harold a little more? No, no. I want to, I want to, I want to hear about the man behind Free Fair. All right. So Harold, you're located in Singapore. And from what I've heard about Singapore, they're known for really good food. So if I were to go to Singapore, what do I have to eat there? Uh, I, I think Singapore is, it's, it's a pretty great place, really small and compact. So I think that uh, uh, there, there's there's don't expect to be traveling like an hour just for good food. I I think think about think about it, it's all located in in Singapore. I think to to get from the left the the west side of Singapore to the east side it just takes thirty minutes. So so I I'm pretty sure you can eat tons of good food in just a single day or or even within the span of a couple of hours. So so some, and some of these like good, great food might just be walking distances. So there there are things like carrot cakes. Uh, even McDonald's, right? McDonald's has a special uh, uh, menu called the McSpicy in Singapore that's really spicy. So if spicy is up your alley, you can definitely try that. And we have, oh, we have what Carol, we call this is hawker really centers dangerous. where there's a... <laughs> I was saying this is really <laughs> dangerous because if I can walk through a single place and get that much food in that many hours, I will do it. And I, I want one goal of mine is to absolutely try every McDonald's all over the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I think talk, talking about localization, right? I mean, that is a good uh, example of how, how a localized strategy can work. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, what, But the wait, good thing is Singapore is hot, right? So, so you, you, you kind of burn a little bit more calories as well. Because ah, it's, it's always 30 degrees, 30 degrees Celsius in, in, in Singapore. And it's summer all year round. That's yeah, Ma Madeline will be right over. <laughs> I'm good, truly. I, I love that instead of commenting with i don't know any like major traditional cultural dish you said mcdonald's and that is exactly you're catering to the right audience there so um, do you do you have a favorite food harold yeah of course of course i think in in, in singapore we have this uh particular drink or beverage called bubble tea i'm not sure if you have mm -hmm. tried it before it's a it's a it's a really sweet drink that comes with uh what we call pearls or bubbles and and Singaporeans tend to have that pretty often. 
and and uh, it's a it's a it's a perfect drink for for any time of the day actually actually amazing yeah i can see it. madeline shaking her head so i'm imagining you're you're a bubble tea fan yeah big bubble tea fan die hard bubble tea fan yeah so excellent, geez, excellent. I, I really just got to go over there and visit and and learn more about free fire and what you all are up to there and eating yeah yeah i so harold i uh we'll get to this quickly before we go but i actually five, maybe five about five years ago i think i i actually had the chance to visit singapore um and people told me that i had to try the chili crab um and so i don't know if that was like a tourist trap thing or or if people really enjoy it a lot there but i i loved it it was like a like a spicy crab dish and you you dip mm-hmm. the the little rolls in the sauce and i i thought it was delicious yeah i think it's, it's one of the most iconic uh food in singapore uh i think i think chili crab and chicken rice i, I think these two things are, are the most iconic stuff in singapore uh i i guess the average singaporean generally doesn't eat chili crab on a daily basis sure. so so when you ask me what my favorite food was i i just imagine like what what do i have every day or almost every day so 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 that, that that's why i i gave For you the sure. previous answer but if if I, if you came to singapore i definitely would bring you to a seafood restaurant i mean we are surrounded by the sea right so, right and, right yeah seafood restaurant uh, there, there, are, there are a couple of very famous ones in, in singapore that would it's not a tourist trap but it's not something that that i as a singaporean would would have Every day, I mean, I mean those that, that those stuff is it's pretty heavy, right? Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was expensive too when I had, but I was I was on vacation, so I you know I did it. Um, that's awesome. Well, hey, thank you, uh, thank you so much for for joining us. It was a pleasure to hear about uh, just the operation uh, behind Free Fire and, and all the work that goes into it. This is it. What? Lucini pouring from the sky. Let's get rich. What? The G keep on some sugar dimes. Can't quit. What? Now pop the cork.